Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults. People with two gashes. Cut it out. You have a gash for your gash. You're, you, this may be the most horrifying thing we ever talk about on this show. I don't know about that. Really? I I'll, I have something more horrifying I'm going to add to my story. Well, then I'm... I'm You'll be disgusted. Mm, mm, mm. You'll be disgusted. I... <sighs> If you think you can gross me out, go for it. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 679, Carnage. Carnage. Are you saying it's worse than it was when you were pregnant or after you delivered? Mm-hmm. The story I'm going to tell is, yeah. It can't be worse. Yeah, it is. Tim, after you had a baby, Trust your me. vagina looked like somebody had been at it with a weed whacker. Hey, whatever. I can't believe it's worse. It is. Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thank you, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're fantastic. I hear that people who sign up for Amazon Prime get free movies now. Paid Amazon Prime. You can't that's what, do that's like the student Prime or the mom Prime. Yeah. Mom Prime. You know how that's one thing Amazon did that really made me want to go punch Jeff Bezos in the nutsack. Like they did mom Prime, not dad Prime. Yeah, it can have been parent Prime. That's two P's. It it's even been. better. Mom Prime, fuck you. Well, I don't think, I, I think you could sign up for Mom Prime even if you were a guy. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Well, you know. Mm-mm. Somebody's going to come along and create Penis Prime and all you chicks are going to be SOL. It's fucking bullshit. Cut it out. Free Prime for moms. Stop Disney does he, Amazon. Does he, does he make you send pictures of your pussy to him to preview your mom? I just said dads can sign up for Mom Prime. You just have to buy certain types of items like baby wipes, tampons, diapers, baby tampons, food, formula. Uh, if you buy formula, you should. I'm not going to say it. So thing three came home the other day. And she was a little bit of a tizzy, a little concerned. She was. Because she thought she had. Diabetes. <sighs> totally and thoroughly convinced that she had diabetes. Out of the fucking blue. She's like, oh, I've got diabetes. And what was her reason for it? Why did she tell you that she had diabetes? Well, okay, they do all kinds of screening at school, which, you know, is a good thing because there are children there that fall through the cracks and don't get regular checkups or, you know, for some reason they'll just miss the regular screening. Okay. So they were in there and they were having a seminar, but they were trying to take a proactive approach to it. Like, don't wait until... You have a, a horrible case of diabetes before you recognize the symptoms. Don't don't be sixty years old in a casino bathroom with three of your toes rotting off. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So instead, they, tell all kids that they have diabetes. Tell, <laughs> make sure they all know they have diabetes. Right. No, they went through the symptoms, and you know the signs like the velvety, darker skin on the back of the neck. And um, it handed out a pamphlet, but it was a, a pretty big presentation. If you had velvety skin on the back of your neck, I don't think I'd tell you. I would just stroke it quietly. Quit. It's kind of sexy. Anyway, so because thing three thinks she pees a lot, that's why she thought she had diabetes. 
Okay. She pees too much. Here's the thing about thing three and peeing. Thing three doesn't pee very much, to be she honest. She doesn't pee excessively. She pees. You the, have to pee some. Here, here's the thing. She has a Pavlovian reflex to peeing, and here's how it works. Somebody's going to the bathroom. I have to pee. <laughs> That's true. Now, because there's four other people in this house. If she thinks she has to go every time somebody else has to go, that's a lot of peeing. That's four times as much peeing as a normal person would have. But she doesn't really always have to go. Yes. She just thinks she does. I, she, that's what I'm saying. Or she, she we're goes, getting ready to leave and she has to pee. Well, who does she have to think for that? Well, I'm, I make them do that because I don't want them to freak out in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, to be fair, because it's Dallas, if we leave the house for a 15-minute trip and it involves getting on the highway, that might turn into an hour. Yeah, I mean, and it has. Just, that's what I'm saying. You never know. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So did you explain to her that most likely not diabetes? I did. Did you have Wilford Brimley come over and talk to her? No, I I assured her that not only is she screened by the school nurse, she has (laughs) a well child exam every year. Plus follow-ups. It was only a couple months ago that she got all all, another follow-up. Got everything tested out, right? Right. And then regular uh, blood work done. And then, you know, different uh, ethnicities have a higher risk. Right. She doesn't fall into any of those categories. Right. right. So she's got it pretty good. Now, if she's concerned about being a little uh, fluffier than some. Well, portly. Then, okay, that's a legitimate concern. Uh, so she can actively do something about that. But as far right. as being completely freaked out about it, no. Not something she has to worry about. So thanks, school, <laughs> for giving my kid yet another phobia that I got to talk her down from. I don't. I don't understand. I, I don't know. I think it's because the way that schools explain things anymore, it's just. Well, to be fair. Yes or no. There's you, a large majority of kids in her school that probably would fall in those categories. Well, yeah. yeah on more right. than one level. Right. And I'm, I am alarmed sometimes because one of the reasons I don't really like her to go over to very many of her friends' houses is because I see her friends and they look like normal, decent, upstanding people. And their parents seem like normal, decent, upstanding people, right? Yeah. And you send them, you send her over to their house, okay? And she's over there. Say, say she goes over after school and she doesn't come home until eight o'clock, right? So she's mm. over there for four hours. And you go, well, did you have dinner? And she goes, we had Cheetos and French fries. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Yeah. And I go, so you ate a bunch of shit, but you didn't really have dinner. And that's. It's, well, I'm not expecting them to feed her meals every time she's over if, somebody's if house. Somebody says, if somebody says, come over to my house and you're going to stay until relatively late, till after dinner time, right? Then, yeah, you should feed them. Now, I'm not saying if you invite somebody over to your house and they're only supposed to be there for a couple hours and their parents don't come pick them up for four hours, you don't feed that kid then. In fact, after like yesterday. In fact, after the point when somebody's supposed to have come got their kid and more than an hour has passed, you put that kid on the porch. Stop. Put him on the porch and shut the door. Say so you're not even supposed to be here anymore. Stop it. Your mom was fucking late. I, I hate that. I, I did feel I hate bad it. not feeding her, but I hate was, that shit. We were kind of waiting. We were going out to eat. Right? We were we were going to go get food. And I didn't really expect to have to bring another child and we couldn't really bring her because her parents were supposed to have been there by then mm-hmm. yeah it was eight o'clock they were supposed to be there at six mm-hmm. rude that kid 
Just to be clear, mm-hmm. she's never going over there again. Yeah, I don't think so either. And that kid's never coming over here. Yeah, I don't think so. Also, because that kid is something of a giant, and that unnerves me. I know. Why do all of our kids have friends that are eight feet tall? I don't know. When she came in, I was like, um, I, okay. sixth grade? What? Remember when I came in the living room and I was bitching and complaining? Mm-hmm. And you were like, she's still here. I thought it was thing one. Oh. <laughs> who's 19 years old. This kid's only 12. Yeah, you were a little bit freaked out. I thought it was funny, though. It's a little bit fucking weird. Tyler just told me he's an Amazon mom. Good job, Tyler. He claimed his sharks as his babies. <laughs> Were they Smart. anal deliveries? Nice. So, okay. Thing three had a total bullshit malady, right? Mm-hmm. Imagined, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't real. And then the other day, you, I noticed you were walking like you'd been on a long horse ride. And when you were sitting down. It took me a long time to sit and then a long time to stand. You were position- Yeah, and your legs were all propped up wide open, which never happens. Mm-hmm. Even when we have sex, you usually keep your knees together. Cut it out. So I was like, somebody's been fucking my wife. But shut up. Awfully hard, apparently. That's really rude. Because she can't even stand up. Can't walk straight. And so I said, why? Why are you wincing every time you take a step? And why, when you, you sit, are you, like, cocked up on one butt cheek? Well, this was kind of later in the day, too. So, I was, at this point, I was in a lot of pain. Uh-huh. And I can tell. Because you really looked like all you wanted to do was die. I just wanted to go to sleep. You were I just wanted to go to bed. very down Because I couldn't really handle it much longer. Yeah. And because I'm on the stupid blood pressure medication, I can't take ibuprofen, which would have really been ideal in this right. situation. right. And anyway, of course, thing two and thing three are in the room. Actually, they weren't when I told you this first time, were they? No. Okay, so. But it's not like everybody didn't know you had a crotch issue of some kind. Well, I don't think they knew that's what it was. Kim, you were walking. I was just in. This bull. I was not walking like that. Okay, okay. Don't get mad. Nobody had any idea. I thought my back was hurt or something. Anyway, so. Okay. I don't remember how many shows back it was, but I talked briefly about how my underwear attacked me. My bra, oh, the man. wire in my bra, yes. cut me under my boob. Right. Okay. It, it literally carved a chunk out of yes. your tit. So this time, it was basically an exposed edge of an elastic band on my underwear. And throughout the day, it was repeatedly rubbing on the same spot. In a very delicate place. Okay. Uh, now, when you say I noticed delicate, it was a little bit sore. When you, when you say delicate, and I want to mm-hmm. clarify this. Mm-hmm. Was it Well, obviously, an underwear doesn't, you know, I'm not wearing thong underwear, so it's not riding up everywhere. Right. Was, okay? it, was it on your genitalia? No. Was it right like next to your genitalia? Right next to it. Like, All the way up to where the body is, where the leg and the little V like you've got where your body and your junk starts. Like you've got a slit and then a lip and then a gash from your underwear. Right. Right? Right. That is disgusting. Yes. Were you afraid it might actually, it might cut it off? Like no. it might you might razor up into you and just slice one of It was of your just lips one off? of those things that was like, God, that's really irritating. Man, that's really irritating throughout uh-huh. the day, but I'm busy and I'm doing work and, and I'm cleaning and around. You're house and unless stuff. you see blood or a missing right. appendage, fuck it. I'm moving on. I got shit to do. Right. So, okay. I have to pee. So I go mm-hmm. in the bathroom and uh, I whip my pants down, not realizing 
<laughs> that much as a band-aid does if it's a scrape and it starts to ooze and it will grow into the band-aid and you rip it off oh, come on that's man. exactly what happened on my underwear <laughs> and i ripped him down it was like rip first layer of skin off i was like oh my god that hurts so flipping bad so gross it was awful so how much i couldn't it- even describe it <laughs> Is it like when I got hit with the, the strap when I was saying that? It was like a new kind of pain. A pain that you'd yes. never It was like a blinding, searing, burning pain that I wouldn't wish upon anybody. Are you saying it's worse than when you had kids? Because that's what I was asking before, and you said yes. No, well, it's not. I, it's different. I mean, because, of course, you know, labor and delivery pains last much longer, and they're far more intense. But this is like literally ripping a Band-Aid off of a wound. Off of your, off of your vagina. It's not like on ripping... my vagina. It's on the leg area. It's on my your vagina. Very, it's on your very. Sensitive... I need to give you another anatomy session. Because let me let me explain you... something. I we'll just call it your lady parts. It sliced open your lady parts, right? Over on the side. But it's that part. It's where your lady parts connect to your leg. Well, yeah. Okay. But that's not my okay. Whatever. Okay, I'm just saying if it had, if it had kept on sliding back and forth for another half an inch, you'd have dropped the lip on the floor. Cut it out. I'm just saying it would have chopped it right off. So throughout the day, after doing this basically four times. Why didn't you? I was, I, I couldn't this? even okay. concentrate anymore. Hey, let me, I need to know the answer to this question. What are you going to do? I put some ointment on it. Listen, this is what I would have done. You're walking, the su- this you can a band-aid there. This is what I did. Whenever I had my scrotum chopped on, I wore the loosest sweatpants i could find and no fucking underwear i don't do sweatpants okay i understand that but if you're Uh -uh. if you have a (laughs) you have a serious groin injury one that is let me make sure everybody understands kim is saying that this was a bad enough injury that it bled enough that it glued her underwear to the injury itself and every time she pulled it off it ripped the big chunk out of the scab again it wasn't even bleeding no it was scraped off the the surface so it was just serum yes boo yeah <laughs> i would rather it was bleeding and just that no. using clear shit like the stuff that comes out of a blister that's what it was doing that's yeah. what you're talking about yes you're gross <laughs> i know well and did you slather neosporin all over i it? just told you i did all oh my god how many times did you ask me that day if i put it on there because, like five times okay every time you asked me i was like yes not, i put something not, on there i'm not trying to derail your story but if people remember back a couple hundred episodes when i had a bump on my cock I was in the doctor two hours later, right? Because I had some unexplained bump on my penis. I'm sorry. You have a giant axe wound next to your vagina, and you refuse to go get it looked no, at. No, I'm not so, going to that stupid-ass okay. doctor and go, look, I've got a scrape. And, and he's going to go, so, oh, man up. So all I can think about knowing that you have this grisly injury is, are you putting enough stuff on it so that it's not getting any worse? Yeah. Anyway, so continue with your story. Sorry. The the Later that night, I can't really take it anymore, so I go to bed relatively early. After you made me go make you, so I put my pajamas on. Oh I go, yeah, I had to get. It. <laughs> you said go get me a shot of something because this is killing me. Yeah, I can't take ibuprofen. Tylenol's not cutting it. Give me something. And I'm not even kidding. And I sat there and I drank some peppermint schnapps. Yeah, until and then you, I went until to you were sleepy. Yes, and thing three comes in there because they had asked earlier in the night. So I just point blank told everybody what was going on because I didn't want them making up stories. You know what I'm thinking about it too long. Like, right. Here's what happened. This is what's going on. Deal. I, I can't change it. This is what happened. Right. So I'm in bed. Thing three comes in and she looks at me and she pats me on the thigh and she goes, Mom, 
you can tell me, is your scrape really just a code word for chlamydia? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Why? No. Why chlamydia? <laughs> well, I think it's because they've been talking about They've they've had the the big decisions talk. Yeah, but I thought, and they're talking about. Well, clearly they're not teaching them very well because that chlamydia is one of those STDs that chicks get that you don't really know you have. Yeah. Well, I think it was just one that she could think of off the top of her head. It was the most interesting name. Maybe it sounded the coolest or (laughs) something. Mom, you have to clap. Is that why you're walking funny? Oh my god! You have crabs. Those crabs makes you itchy. I was just like, no, it's not that. It's exactly what I told you it was. <laughs> Don't ever show up with chlamydia because I will be, <laughs> I will be super cranky. <laughs> you will have splaining to do. And if you try to tell me some story about the casino Would toilet, it's turning stuff around like I'm doing something bad. <laughs> Cut it out. I told you before you're sketchy. My God. <laughs> All right, so get to the gross part. Oh, okay. So, uh. I was looking for news stories the other day. Did she buy the fact that you did not have chlamydia? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I came across the term, or a, a story mm-hmm. about more women are getting treated for post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Or, and it's not for combat. It's not for, like, spousal abuse or anything like that. It was for birth rape. Okay. Okay. Now, I, it's not. I've heard this term before. Keep keep going. But I've heard this term before and it, it kind of infuriates me. So I'll be kind of curious about how your take on it. Go ahead. Okay. It's when their birth experience is dramatically different from what they had played out in their head. But the the cases that they were giving as examples of were horrifying. And okay. I'm not saying that it's like all because of midwives, but every case that they gave was because of a midwife. Now, I, I want to make sure I understand it. The cases that I've heard of are, for example, now it sounds like you got some other shady shit up your sleeve to tell us it's going to be nasty, but are, for example, a lot of chicks think that they're going to work right up until they're ready to drop the kid, right? Then they're going to go to the hospital. They're going to get the nice birthing room with the the nice wood veneers and everything's comfortable and pleasant, right? And then they're going to push for 12 hours and they're going to have a baby. And what actually happens is they go to the hospital and they end up in their room with three other chicks who are all screaming bloody murder. And it's a horrible, terrible experience. But everybody gets a baby in the end. But it sounds like you're saying it gets much worse. Yes. Much worse. Okay, so tell me. Okay, so a gal is basically in labor for, let's say, about an hour. Not really dilating very much, as is to be expected. It's an hour. Sorvik's not a face very much. You got ways so, to go. So, midwife, hmm, checking her watch, got some other babies in line, got some other things to do, got to go grocery shopping, maybe go to the dollar store, and decides she's going to speed it along and rams her hand up there to manually dilate this Whoa! one. Whoa! Yes. I didn't even know you could do that. I, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> it's extremely painful. So, is that... When you get manually dilated, they just put a finger up in your cervix? Oh, no. Not just a finger. You, you, when you're fully dilated to attend, you can fit your entire hand right, up there. I, Baby's I head has to come through. Right, I understand. But I'm saying when they go to, so you're saying they just keep putting fingers up there till they're yes. fisting you? Yes. Well, there should be yes. rules against that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's now, not even the worst one. Oh, God. Not even the worst one. The, the other one 
she had already delivered. And normally the uterus will start contracting down to get back to its normal size. And it does it rather rapidly. Unless you're chem and then it just blows and, uh, Unless blood you bleed and that's from it not contracting the way it's supposed to. You'll get some excessive bleeding. So, and you wait for the placenta to deliver. And uh, the midwife yanked the placenta out by the umbilical cord and then inserted her hand up into the uterus to scrape out any blood clots that were left on the uterine walls. Yes. (laughs) Is that horrifying or what? Okay. Now, I want to be... this. Okay, the part of what is confusing me about this story, Mm -hmm. and you can feel free to correct me, Mm -hmm. I have always understood... That people opted for a midwife because midwives were More gentle. They weren't and rushing caring. things, right? That was the whole point. A midwife says, "Look, right, I'm going to be here as long as it takes to make a baby." Well, I, like I'm saying, I don't think it's all midwives. I right. think that would be completely unfair. However, well, I don't think a midwife has the training to be putting her fist inside your uterus. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so I mean, I think these women have a right to have post-traumatic stress. I, I, people were like trying to kick people away with other people holding them down so the midwife can continue okay. doing what she needed to now do. Now here's my question and this isn't awful. This is the question I have and I don't I don't even know where are the men? Oh, come on. A lot of the times the men are out of there. The midwife would be like, "Yeah, okay, she's done delivering whatever. Take the baby over there, swab it out, clean it up." I'm not going to take care of some stuff over here. I'm not leaving until until people are done with your vagina. Awful. I'm hanging out until everybody's hands are outside of your puss. I was, I have post-traumatic stress just reading it. Well, do you think, I mean, you didn't have anything of this severity. You didn't have anything go this completely ape shit wrong. No. But none of your deliveries went the way you planned. Right, I mean, they were all done. They were all thing two was probably the best, except for the fact that I except for the part where you almost died. Right, Mm -hmm. a lake of blood on the floor, and I'm freaking out trying to find somebody. Yeah, except for that part, it was all it was all bonus. (laughs) Well, that was the best. (laughs) Okay, that's the one that I have nightmares about. To this day, I have nightmares that I can't find somebody. That's that is the worst nightmare I have is that I I leave and I can't find somebody. It's it's terrible. You're making me cry. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but like, okay, it made okay, my... thing three is a, is a good example. That mm-hmm. shit did not go the way it was supposed to. No. Okay. So do you feel like you, you got, I mean, do you feel like you have problems because of that? No. You were just mad. Mad. I was more You're mad about thing one. Well, thing one. it took so freaking long. Yeah, but that can be helped. Thing two went really easily, except for the bleeding out. And then thing three, yeah, I was a little bit mad in the beginning, but. I got a good laugh at the end because she blew all over somebody's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Dropped a bunch of blood and mucus all over exactly. somebody's pants. Hope those shoes weren't expensive. Oh, I bet they were. Oh, you had somewhere to be. Sorry. <laughs> I got a baby here. Sorry. Hate to intrude on your golf game. So, okay. I'd heard the term birthright before, but I hadn't heard any of these grizzly stories. And I get, I don't know. I'm kind of sensitive about using terms. In ways that dilute their original meaning. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like I when so. people say genocide unless you mean you killed every motherfucker. You know what I mean? Well, That's or a, it's an intent to do so. Or, or you're trying, mm. right? You're trying to kill every one of a group of people. That's genocide. A lot of people say genocide, they don't mean it. And when people say rape, a lot of time they say stuff. It's like, that's not really what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody gets a finger stuck in, and they're like, "Well, I didn't really want a finger in there." Well, you didn't get raped. You just well, got a finger. Even in still, if you don't I, want not, something, that's incredibly invasive. I, and I understand it's an assault. And I'm not. And not, like I said, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. 
I've been stupid and wrong before about chick stuff before. But saying birth rape to me. But then again, somebody fisted you and they didn't even ask. Yeah, in a, in, a, <laughs> in a violent and painful way, even against your will and your protesting, and doing it anyway. See, this it's is disgusting. The, this is the thing, guys. You got to hang out. You got to be there. You got to be there because your wife can't really protect herself. You got to watch out for that shit. Yikes. People start trying to put their hand up inside your wife. You need to find out who they are. Make sure you got your cut first. Okay, there's a lot of things you got to watch out for. So it made my inner thigh cut seem trivial. Well, here's the difference. Your inner thigh cut may and may affect me. So that's Oh, and that's what's most important, isn't it? Well, I think honestly, I mean Oh my god. I don't understand why you get mad at me. Because your concern for yourself overrides your concern for me. That's why. No, no, that's irritating. That's not what I said. It's rude. That's not what I said. It's nasty. It's not what I said. It is. Your your big biggest concern was how it was gonna affect you. You just said that. Play it back. That's not, you don't, it's like you don't even know me. Just do the news. Mm. Just do the news before you make me mad. It's Whatever. Like, you already made it's me okay. cry once the show. You already made me mad. You already made me cry once the show. I'm, not, I'm all discombobulated now. A man who admitted to sexually exploiting children somehow managed to persuade the kids' own mothers to carry out his twisted fantasies, authorities in Detroit said Monday. Prosecutors said one-time car salesman Stephen Demink Targeted vulnerable single moms through online dating websites, then through web chats and emails, claiming he was a psychologist and promising his sex therapy would help their troubled children. His therapeutic suggestions allegedly included having the women be nude with their children, as well as perform sexual acts with them. While they uh, videotaped and while uh, he yeah, watched. Right. Now, I think that's kind of an important Yeah, it was fact. like on Skype. It was like Skype video, do this to your kid. Now. I understand that there's a lot of creepy dudes out there, right? I don't think that even needs to be discussed. The world is full of creepy dudes who want to do creepy things. What gets me about this is that he somehow convinced a mom, more more than one mom, that the best way to help their kid was by molesting them. And I don't understand what has gone so horribly wrong in the world where any mom doesn't go, no. Do you know what I'm saying? That you just uh, yeah. that, that long before it gets to the point where he's like, all right, now take off your clothes. Now take off your little boy's clothes. Now do this. You know what I'm saying? Long before it gets there, I would think that your mom instinct should go. You need to just stop talking to this guy. And more importantly, you need to get the police involved. How about you turn off the computer? No cameras. It's just retarded. I just. But, you know, do thing. you think he did, made them take like an IQ test first? I don't know, but you Take know what? this little quiz. This is another one of those things where I always say, I don't see how it can happen. And then later on, I'll see some show where they show the step-by-step process where this guy just somehow wormed his evil little fingers inside some chick's head and basically just mm-hmm. mind-fucked her until she didn't know which way it was up anymore. I'm sure he said it in a manner which was convincing well, that's that it was what I'm in saying. the kid's best interest. It's like when they're teaching you to sell people stuff, you know, the, all the little verbal tricks to get people to agree to one step after another step after another step, but the next thing you know, you bought a Suburban you didn't want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's because people were so desperate to help their kids they would try anything. You know what I'm saying? And they were all single moms. That's one thing, which I think puts you in a slightly vulnerable category to begin with. Right, you're already stressed out, and you've got a lot on your plate, and you need some help, and you know it. Uh, I just think it's one of those things you got to be careful who you're talking to online. 
So consider this our public service announcement. I don't know. It's so, very disturbing. But now he's getting charged, but none of the moms are. And that, like I Which said, I guess they're viewed as victims as well. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going to have to eventually go through all of the the chat logs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And see what really went down and see exactly how this shit went awry. It's terrifying. If grown women can fall for that kind of crap and and put their children at risk. Well, that's I mean, you know, I agree. why is it so surprising that kids put themselves in that position? I agree. It's creepy. Ugh. Uh, okay. So I hope this guy gets the chair. Here's my next story. And I hope by the chair, I mean they insert the chair into his anus and then turn it on. This is the worst. Are you ready for the next story? Yeah, this next story is kind of funny. On February 21st, Professor John Michael Bailey, a psychology professor known for pushing the envelope, invited students from his human sexuality class to observe a non-student naked woman being stimulated with a motorized sex toy on stage. NBC station WMAQ reported about 120 students attended the demonstration, which was curated by Chicago sex tour guide Ken Melvoinberg, according to the Northwestern Daily Student newspaper. The session was billed as a question and answer session about fetishes with a demonstration at the end, said Pratik Shaw, a senior math and economics student. Students were warned of the nature of the class several times, and some walked out before the demonstration. Then, just out of nowhere, this girl takes her pants off, takes her shirt off, takes her underwear off. Shut that. That doesn't really describe what exactly and happened. And then she laid down on the stage or sat in a chair. I can't remember exactly what the whole story was. No, she straddled and it. Then, and then she got on the fuck saw and started going to town. A saw. Now. <laughs> Boo. This is what one of those. Hell? This is one of those things where. Again. I understand people have needs, and sometimes those needs, you know, they need a little extra help to get where they're going. But my question is, at what point do you look at a reciprocating saw and go, well, if I take the blade off that and put no, a fake cock on it. that scares the crap out of me. And then I just climb on it and fire it up. Nothing could go wrong. Oh, we've known <laughs> stories what, where things have gone horribly awry. That's, that's what I'm saying. The first people to try this kind of shit are really pioneers. I mean, they're really running the risk that something is going to go horribly fucking awry. Because I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's just a hand tool. A lot of people don't realize how much power is behind some of that shit. And you may think you're just going to get, you know, a nice vigorous fucks on. And what you actually get is a nice rupture in is the fucks off blows out your insides. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, who thinks that that's appropriate? To be showing students. I understand they're in college and they're adults. Right. Now, but. To be fair, this was another case of. Did they have a license for nudity? Well, okay. Now, here's the thing. This is another case of people being told repeatedly, shit's about to get real up mm -hmm. in here. You know what I'm saying? And then people I still go don't on, think you can do it. I think. Uh, oh, I think you can. I think strip you, clubs and that will like have do, to have special licenses to yes. be able to do that. But I think you can get. I, away, I think you can get away with a lot if you're teaching a sex ed class in a college level. No, I don't I think you can. I don't think you can get away with live demonstrations. He did. He did at the time. He's still going to. He's not going to get punished for anything. I don't know about that. I think the university. I think the more parents that find out about it, and the more uh, students that find out about it and complain. You know, some of the students that were in there walked out. Well, but they walked out before it happened because they. He kept telling them some shit's about to get up in here. You better get ready. He's dumb. This chick's about to get I all naked can, and freaky. You can approach the subject 
without being so over the top and stupid about it. It's just exhibitionist, well, and you okay. know, he was just trying to get a ride. I'm out not, of everybody. and I'm not saying that that's not what not he was doing. I mean, professional. This, this guy's pretty well known for being outrageous, just to be outrageous. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know that he should get in trouble. I mean, I think maybe the university. I would should be go. outraged if thing one went to a class and they did that. If they okay, but if they gave her several warnings and said, "Look." This is a sex ed class, and this particular class is going to be a demonstration of some freaky shit. You don't have to stay for the freaky shit. You are entitled to leave at any time prior to the freaky shit taking place. You know what I'm saying? I just don't think it's necessary at all. Well, I didn't say it was necessary, but I'm saying colleges have long been known as places where freaky shit goes down. Not in a public forum, for the most part, and not something that is initiated by a professor. I don't know. Usually it's a frat party or something. No, that's, I think there's a lot of stuff that happens at colleges that people just don't pay attention to. I mean, it's like a lot of, of the, not underground art scene, but you know, like the indie art scene where they have like performance artists and shit. I am a hundred percent sure at some of those shows, shit like this happens. I'm a hundred percent sure. But I don't think the college has any responsibility to stand behind him on that. I think they're well within their right. To reprimand him. Otherwise, he's going to keep escalating. Well, he's going to keep doing it. He's, he's going to escalate. It. But my question is, if you are teaching a class specifically about. Oh, my God. No. Okay, so then you're going you're gonna to have a class about rape or something. And then you're going to watch no, somebody. No, I'm see, just saying he's going to escalate. But what I'm saying is, if it's not like the college professors don't have to talk about what they're teaching in their classes. I mean, somebody is checking shit out. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't think people need to get quite as fired up as they, they are about it. Because nobody got hurt. Everybody had plenty of opportunity to walk out. I don't know. It's just like a lot of stuff. I get nervous when people start talking about clamping down on people talking about stuff. There's a, I don't, I don't think it was the, the proper venue for it is my point. Okay. I don't think college of higher learning is the place for that kind of thing. Well, there right. are rules about it. Yeah. Walk around nude for a reason. Well, I agree. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't know what the appropriate response is. That's all I'm saying. Tyler's saying they should show the movie I Spit on Your Grave. Does somebody get fuck sawed in that? I think they do, but I think it's with an actual saw. I think it's a little creepy. That's one that I vetoed when I saw it on my Netflix. I was like, mm, nope. I saw The Last House on the left, and that was almost too much for me. You know why? You know who the main bad guy is in the last house on the left? No. Hope's granddad. <laughs> you know on raising granddad? Hope? You know on raising hope? Yeah. Grandpa, Who's the granddad? The guy from Sarah Connor, the Terminator Chronicles. The Terminator dude? Oh, uh oh. The guy I with the pool service? Now. He's a grandpa. Nice. He was the main bad guy. He was terrible in it. Worst accent ever. All right, you got anything else over there? No. How are you feeling? Irked. <laughs> are you irked because your groin is all chewed up? No. Is that helping? No. That's probably part of it. I'm going to go with that's really what's going on. Mm-hmm. If they, they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call or Google line at 214-267-9899. I just assumed after you told me that story, I was just going to be mad about it, that you were just going to be mad until it was healed. Because I would be. If I... <laughs> I think I've been pretty jovial today. I think you have been pretty nice. I'm just saying, I assumed when you told me yesterday that you couldn't stand the pain anymore because you had a giant wound in the side of your groin. If it was me, I would have been crabby. 
That's all I'm saying. Email. RWTYshow at gmail.com. You're handling it stoically like a crab fisherman. Well, thanks. Thank you, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're the best. I wonder if Amazon has any books on how to treat your groin injury. I started to Google it, and after a couple of hits, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing to do. So you, I'll like, figure it out on my own. You're like, mm, let me look up groin no. dash. Oh, that's not what I wanted. That's blue waffles all over I'm going to treat it the same way I treated my severed thumb. Just going to expose it to the air a little bit more. You're so gross. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, don't forget JuicesBlueBrand.com, VosterMPodcastAlley.com. Live shows every Tuesday and Saturday on Ustream. All right, Kim, are you ready? I'm not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.AreWeThereYetPodcast.com. This is Thing 3 signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastalley.com. 